Hi, I'm Lesha Holzaffel, and you're listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast, a podcast for moms who are ready to lose the weight they want without gaining it back by learning the holistic approach to nutrition and how our brains determine our long-term success. Welcome to the Fit Mom Squad. Welcome back to the Fit Mom Squad podcast. Samantha Gladish. She's back. Thanks for having me. So Sam was on this show when I just started the podcast. It was like two years ago. I don't even know what episode. It was one of the earlier episodes, but it was a great episode. And you talked about um, hormones and your journey. But for those that maybe didn't listen to it, they should. But anyway, can you just (laughs) reintroduce yourself and talk about who you are and who you help and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for having me back. I'm excited to be here. My name is Samantha Gladish. I am a hormone nutritionist with the specialty in metabolic health and thyroid, hypothyroidism, autoimmune Hashimoto's, all that. And I also am a business mentor and coach. So there's kind of like two legs to my business. So obviously on the nutrition side, we work with and help women restore their metabolism and optimize their hormones. And then on the business coaching side, I work with a lot of health practitioners and wellness coaches, helping them launch and grow their business. Yeah. And Sam is actually my business mentor or if she was, but I still consider you my business mentor. <laughs> we like, yes. We're like internet besties now. We see totally. each other all the time, which is awesome. I so it. I, uh, I met Sam when I started my podcast, I was reaching out to be on other podcasts and Sam, like I was brand new. And she was so nice. She's like, yeah, I'd love to have you on. And it was just like, oh, my God, really? Because Sam's podcast is pretty big. It's uh, well, you renamed it. So now it's the wellness, Witch. and back then it was like, what was it? Healthy hormones for women. Yeah, healthy hormones for women. And so I was so excited to be on. And I just remember you being so nice. So when I was when I found out that you had a business mentorship, I was like, okay, she was like so nice to me. She's like one of the, you know, usually there's like so much competition and people are like, oh, I'm better than you. I'm higher than you. And you were so nice. And I'm like, I want to check out this like mentorship because I was a- struggling a little bit in my business and it's completely changed my business. Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you are listening and you're an entrepreneur, go check it out. Go follow her on Thank social you. media. And also she interviewed me about my business for those of you that yes. are nosy like me. And like to know what goes on in the background. (laughs) I'm a nosy one. And you can check that out. So yeah, a lot of great things. So today I want to talk about what it means to be naturally nourished as a woman Mm -hmm. in this kind of modern day society. And so we were kind of talking a little bit before we press record about why I think there's so much confusion. And I'm sure there's a lot that you can say about this. But let's just talk about your journey. Because Mm -hmm. you've had a lot of personal experience with health issues and struggles. And a lot of what you used to do has kind of changed. And that's okay, right? I think a lot of times I feel the same way about my journey. It's like we feel like as influencers, air quotes, whatever, healthpreneurs, whatever you call it, (laughs) (laughs) people think they put us in this box. It's like, well, you said almond milk was better. Why are you talking about raw milk now, Sam? Yeah, totally. And like the same with me with (laughs) keto and carb cycle. Like you're the keto girl. Why are you talking about carb cycling now? And so let's talk about that. What was your journey like? What was it that you went through that talk about your journey with like Hashimoto's and all of that stuff? Totally. So I'll take it back a little bit. And 
may have shared this initial episode that we recorded a few years ago, but just to refresh. So I was diagnosed with autoimmune Hashimoto's in 2017. And for those who may be unfamiliar with what that actually is, it basically essentially means my gut was my immune system is attacking my thyroid. So you have these antibodies that your your immune system produces and essentially it's doing it to protect you. And what ends up happening is it is goes and attacks your thyroid. And so this is what happens with autoimmune is that you have antibodies that are going to attack different organs. So rheumatoid arthritis, right? That's when like it's attacking the joints. So we know that there's, you know, 70, 80 plus autoimmune diseases. And so I was diagnosed in 2017 and basically I was experiencing like weight fluctuations. I was so exhausted. My sleep was just impacted and I couldn't sleep through the night, like tons of just tossing and turning. I felt really just puffy in my body. I felt like I was aging just like quickly. I really did. There was just like this shift in like my skin, my hair, like more gray hairs. And I will never forget being in the gym and going to grab weights. I went to go lift weights and I had such a hard time gripping the weights. Like my hands hurt. Like my hands almost felt arthritic. And it was literally in that moment that I said to myself, oh, I know what this is. Like all these weird symptoms showing up. This is autoimmune Hashimoto's. I just knew it intuitively after working with women for so many years and all the crazy weird symptoms that show up. Oftentimes it's It has to do with the thyroid, to be quite honest, because the thyroid, it really governs so many metabolic functions in the body that when you start to experience so many random all over the place symptoms, it it often is, is the thyroid. So yeah, so I basically went to my naturopath, I ran some thyroid testing, and sure enough, my antibodies were quite elevated. And then I got my autoimmune diagnosis. So back then, when I had that initial diagnosis, you know, I was already doing all the things, right? Like stress management and focusing on like taking time off in business and having time to like play and adventure and joy because that's a big part of health and a lot of us undermine that. I was eating really, really well, right? Yeah, I was eating really well, you know, working out, like all of the things, taking supplements and, you know, great relationships, connections, like all of that. And so to get that diagnosis, sometimes you're just like, man, you know, what's this next level that I have to dive into? But I feel like I'm already doing all the things. And so I started on the autoimmune paleo protocol, which basically eliminates a lot of gut triggers. And really over the years, my gut has always been and digestion is always like an area of weakness for me. And so I dove into the AIP protocol. It's pretty restrictive. It eliminates a lot of food. And it really is fantastic because when you have autoimmune issues going on, your immune system lives in your gut. And so your gut is often one of the areas that really needs to be supported. So medications can impact the gut. Many years ago, I got a parasite on vacation and that, you know, I really feel like I never truly healed from that and really put the energy into supporting that. There's all sorts of things, the birth control pill, food, stress, so many things can impact the gut. So I really had to up-level it with my nutrition to eat in a way that was supporting my gut. And the autoimmune paleo protocol was great, but of course, because it's so restrictive and you're cutting out dairy, all forms of nuts and seeds, grains, obviously gluten, even like spices and herbs that come from a seed. So like mustard, 
or fennel, right? Like even this, so like cacao, like so many things that you would just naturally use in your cooking. You just have to really think twice about. And I believe eggs as well. Yes, eggs was was on the list too. There was a whole bunch of things. So I did it. It worked really well. And then I reintroduced those foods slowly. And I was also doing things like intermittent fasting because there's you know so many benefits to that and it can really help with blood sugar issues and it can also you know give your body this ability to essentially because you're restricting food to a certain time period you have this length of time where it's giving your body this opportunity to not just focus on digestion and food coming in where you can now focus on things like detoxification and and so I did intermittent fasting for quite some time. And then basically, you know, after doing all these things for quite a bit of time, it came to a point where it was no longer working for me. You know, what was working for me was just no longer working for me. And I had to really reassess my diet and also lifestyle. And I felt like I was just getting so caught up in like reading ingredient labels and becoming really obsessed with it all and trying to like go to the next thing. What's the next thing that's going to fix my symptoms? Just jumping from one thing to the next to the next. And that's stressful. And so it came to a point where I really started to question all that I was doing and if it was serving me anymore. Wow. That's so relatable. (laughs) I feel like that's where I am right now and where I have been the last two years with just my own personal health issues. It's like, okay, I know I have gut issues. I know I have adrenal issues. I know I have all this stuff. Don't we all? Okay, right? (laughs) Don't we all? But like, okay, let's read all the books on adrenal stuff. Let's read all the books on hormones. Let's read all the books on guts. Let's try all the protocols. Let's do elimination diet. Let's do this. Let's do that. And then like, I'm doing everything and it just seems like nothing's working. And then at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, I forgot how to trust my body, which is something that is kind of a core of, you know, you're like naturally nourished. And I'm just curious of of what, how this idea even came to be of you Mm -hmm. having this new chapter and this new program, which I joined because I was like, oh my gosh, this has been missing for me. I don't know what it means like to trust my body and just to, to nourish it naturally because I'm always looking for outside sources to tell me how to eat and how to manage my stress and which supplements to take that I've completely lost connection with my own body. And I'm still, and then that becomes like an automatic, it's like a habit and an addiction. And then it's like the next new book. Oh, this doctor says, I'm literally reading a book right now. And it's a great (laughs) book, but it's the premises that like fructose is bad. Fructose makes you fat. Fructose is the reason we're all fat and uric acid and fructose. And I'm like, oh, like literally in my bed last night thinking I should try cutting out all fructose for 30 days. And then I woke up and I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? And they're like, wait a minute, I'm a naturally nourished. We don't do that because I've already gotten through (laughs) some of the courses and stuff in there, the module. So, okay. So you went through your journey and so you obviously reversed your Hashimoto's, correct? Or you put it in remission. Correct. So I was able to put my Hashimoto's in remission. And basically, like just to give a bit of context to the listeners. So my antibodies were over 600, which is pretty high. You typically want your antibodies to be under 35. So mine were very elevated. So the higher the antibodies are, it means the bigger the attack on your thyroid. 
And so it's so interesting too, because I see it time and time again that like I've had clients whose antibodies have been in like the 4,000s, which is significant. And that's really showing that that there's some deep like stealth infection going on. But what's crazy is that we undermine the symptoms showing up because we just are like, oh, this is normal. Right. Oh, this is just my normal. This is how I'm supposed to feel. Oh, I'm getting older. This is how I'm supposed to feel. So we undermine those symptoms when actually, you know, if we dove into, for example, in my case, I had to do some testing and those antibodies really started to show me like something deeper was going on here. So what's important to note with the antibodies, especially if anybody is listening here with autoimmune Hashimoto's is like, I definitely got really obsessed and caught up with constantly tracking those numbers and after six years of going to get my antibodies and monitor it, like pretty much every four to six months, I was doing testing just to monitor. And sometimes even sooner because I, you know, for example, I'd go away and I would travel and then I would come back and be like, oh my God, I ate all the things I have to do testing. Like what happened to my antibodies? What shifted here? And then I would just get really obsessed over it. And then I, after six years of gathering all of this data, I started to finally realize, oh, they fluctuate a lot. And whereas it's so easy to look at these numbers and like shame yourself and be like, I'm doing something wrong, but yet I'm doing all of the things. And then you start to feel really defeated. It really was this eye opener of all these years of data to be able to recognize that, oh my God, I like even whether I eat gluten or don't eat gluten is not impacting my antibodies. Whether I'm eating dairy or not eating dairy, this isn't impacting my antibodies. Like it's something outside of the food, specifically in my case that's triggering things. And so that's what really started to have me like look a little bit deeper into things. So, you know, you said something interesting. And so you said that they always change, right? The numbers. Mm -hmm. And I think it kind of goes flip side when you get testing, because sometimes women will like, for me, like I'll use myself as an example. I just got a a thyroid like repanel, like checked it again this March, like the whole like, TSH, RT3, T3, T, like the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And all of them came back normal, all the Mm -hmm. numbers. And I was like, it's weird because when you're talking about your symptoms, like I feel a lot of those, not all of them, but like I feel a lot of those. And I feel like my thyroid is slow and sluggish. And I'm sure it is with my adrenals and my gut. I mean, they all work together. But because of that test came back like, oh, clean. And I'm like, oh, I don't have any thyroid issues. But then I feel like I do. So it also looks opposite because it's like, yes, in that moment of time, maybe March on that particular day, my thyroid was fine. But maybe if I checked like in another month or another time, it would have been different. So it's like, it's so it's crazy because you can't completely rely on testing 100%. And sure, it's like, if you have all those symptoms, you need to realize that you're not crazy and those symptoms are valid, but you also need to be like, I feel like sometimes we have symptoms and then we go and get testing. And I hear this all the time. I'm sure you do too. Yep. Like oh, yeah. well, I've even like talked to just friends that are telling me about their issues. And I'm like, you should consider checking your thyroid. Like, oh, I did. I got the blood test and the doctor said it was fine. And I was just right. like, first of all, they didn't get the full panel. But anyway, it's like, well, what about all those symptoms you just mentioned? Like, how is that yes. fine? How are we living with this? So it's like, you can't rely just on testing. Yes, it's great data. But if you went and got tested and everything showed normal at that, especially with menstruation, how our hormones change, you have to also listen to your body and the symptoms. So 
you tracking and seeing how different they are throughout the times? Like, at what point were you like, okay, wait, so maybe it's not just about the food? Because you said in the program, I wrote it down because I wanted to ask you about this because it gave me it gave me goosebumps and also made me want to go to Italy. You said <laughs> you went to Italy and you ate all the bread, all the cheese, like the wine, all that stuff. And then you came home with like, or you checked your antibodies or something yep. and they yep. were like normal or whatever. And you were like, mm -hmm. what in the world? How? Like, talk yeah. about that. Like, so it's sometimes it doesn't even matter how healthy we eat. If we have lifestyle stressors and what's going yes. on between our ears, that yep. also affects what happens in our bodies. 100%. Okay. So I want to talk about the testing and then I want to answer your question. So to answer your question, yes. In 2018, I went to Italy and it was two weeks of just bliss and enjoying all the things and eating all the food. And when I say eating all the food, I want to be clear. That doesn't mean like I was eating pizza all day long and pasta all day long. There's a lot of deliciousness. And, you know, and I don't even want to say like that pizza is a bad food. It's just moderation, right? And so, and that looks different for everybody. So I enjoyed pizza and pasta and ate just all kinds of things, you know, gelato and espresso every day and croissants yeah, and, and lots of fish and, you know, meat and right. veggies and all of the things. So it's just this beautiful of all of it and enjoying it all. And so when I came back, I was, I tested my antibodies and they were the lowest they had ever been. Wow. The lowest. And the lowest. Yeah. That's and insane. so the reason. Everybody let's go to Italy. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I did just get back in end of September. So, but I actually did a test this time around. So yeah, so they were the lowest they had ever been. And the reason that is, is because I had two weeks of play, adventure, no computer, no work, just travel, being with my partner, exploring. It was literally the most fun I had have ever had. I love traveling to Europe and just, I mean, traveling anywhere, right? It just gets you out of your environment and the sunshine and being at the beach. Like there are so many factors. And so that was a big eye opener for me to be like, wow, my stress and just my everyday, like just being behind the computer and not getting outside enough and not taking time off to go explore and travel and just do fun things, like how it impacts our health. And when we think about our health overall, like we tend to just think of like nutrition and exercise to, you know, make up our health. And that's just like two very small pieces of a very big puzzle. And so mm -hmm. I don't want to undermine those things because they're important, but yeah. And then going back to testing, you know, the testing is so important and you're right. You're bang on with saying that, like, you know, we go to the doctor with all these symptoms and then our labs come back and they're totally normal. So the things that I would look at there is number one, what does normal actually mean? That's really important because I hear this all the time from women saying, oh yeah, my labs are fine. What does fine mean? What yeah. does normal mean? Because if your doctor is getting these labs back and then just saying to you like, yeah, you're within range, you're fine. That is a huge disservice to you. And this is why we really need to take it upon ourselves to learn about the lab work and understand where we should be falling within ranges because we don't want to be just within range. We want to be optimal. And so this is why it's really important. And then also 
You could literally go and test your thyroid panel every day and you're probably going to get a different number every single day. So it's important because it can provide us data 100%, but we have to one, make sure we are getting the right interpretation. And number two, we have to make sure we're getting the right labs. Like that's really, really important. And then also the lab work doesn't really show us what's truly happening at a cellular level and with minerals. And so your labs might come back actually normal and within range and everything looks great, but that doesn't undermine that, you know, your symptoms are still showing up. Let's not forget and negate the symptoms, right? It's always about going, looking at symptomatically, how are we feeling? Cause that was a really big thing for me too. It was like just being so obsessed with the labs But then being like, okay, well, my numbers are a little bit off, but I actually feel really good. Mm -hmm. My energy is great. My sleep is great. My libido is great. My cravings are in check. My hunger, like, right? So we have to look at our symptoms and also let them allow, like, let them guide us, essentially. And that's a very good point because I find myself doing that and getting into that state of mind that I know my cortisol is elevated right now. I know I have adrenal burnout. So it's like, Every time I try to do something, whether that like be consistent on a certain way of eating or exercising or anything, there's like a voice in the back of my head that's like, Lesha, it doesn't matter what you do. Your cortisol's high. You can't lose weight. And it's <laughs> right. like, like I almost now use, it's like an excuse. Like, well, I know my cortisol is high. I know my body's like in the survival state. So it's like, well, what does that mean? That I can't do anything about it, that nothing can fix it. It's like, it's almost become this kind of like cloud, like every excuse, like, oh, that's because my cortisol's high. Oh, I'm a bee because my cortisol's high. I can't lose it because my cortisol's high. It's like this song I've been singing with this obsession over the data. And I feel like a lot of women are the same way. And even like with their thyroid of like, why, you know, they can't lose weight or menopause. Oh my God. I can if another woman tells me, that the reason she can't lose weight is because she's a menopause. Menopause. <laughs> Slap her silly. Like that is the biggest load of BS. Right. Yeah, and totally. so like it, we have to be careful to not use that as an excuse and be so obsessed with that. So yes, totally. when did you make this transition into this? When was this idea of naturally nourished born? Because I've been following you for a while and your journey and, and all those things. So I feel like you've been pivoting. I don't even know Mm -hmm. how long it's been now where, you know, I started to see you talk about things like raw milk and sourdough bread, which by the way, I freaking love. And I have a starter Mm -hmm. downstairs, love making sourdough bread. And it took me a while to get over that fear of eating bread again, even though sourdough is a little different than regular bread. And, and so I saw you kind of talk about that. And so when did this shift come about and what caused it to come about of this concept of being naturally nourished? Yeah, absolutely. So there's actually lots of things. There's there's so many things. I feel like in the past two years, and I, we don't need to go off on this huge tangent here, but like I've been going to a lot of plant medicine ceremonies and it's just been this amazing opportunity to connect with myself and also this really great opportunity to be around other women and just to witness how they are. Like there's a lot of ceremonies I've gone to where these are ceremonies off of people's like off the land and they're growing their own food and they are not fully living off grid, but in a way, yes. And just seeing how they live day to day 
and this like community involvement and making the sourdough, having the animals on their, you know, on their yards and getting chickens and like eggs. And like, it was just witnessing all of this and just being surrounded by it. And it really started to have me question like, wow, how far we've come away from this. Like I'm driving out of the city to get to this place to feel where, you know, to feel like I could finally just take this breath and unwind and be in nature. And I'm like, why am I not creating this for myself in my own life? Like, why do I have to drive, you know, hours and hours to come here to feel this way and to witness this? And I feel like I've just gotten so far away from this in my own life. And then I even think about like, you know, what did my grandmother teach me about food? Like, what was it like sitting around my grandmother's table? Like, these were just questions I started to ask myself and started to just explore with a real open mind and an open heart. And, you know, I was like, I remember sitting around my grandmother's table and there's fish and there's meat and there's raw dairy and there's sourdough bread and there's cheese and there's all of the things, right? Mm -hmm. And again, just to be like, wow, we've gotten so far away from this. And so one day I'm just like in the grocery store and like, you know, went to go put the carton of coconut milk into my cart and I'm just holding it. And I looked at it and I was just like, no. Yeah. Like, Guar I'm, gum, I'm, cellulose, yeah, pasta for the butter right there. <laughs> Can't pronounce. Exactly. And so I just had this like aha moment and I put the carton back. And I was just like, this does not feel right to me anymore. And mm -hmm. then that's when I started to explore getting raw dairy and introducing raw dairy back into my diet. We had explored with it like quite a few years ago, my husband and I, mm -hmm. and we just didn't really have like a source to really get it from. And yeah. I feel like I wasn't in the mindset the way that I am now back then. So Anyways, we decided, okay, let's like really reintroduce this and make this a staple and we're going to reintroduce it slowly. And, you know, I was so caught up in my head, like, oh my God, I'm going to break out. I'm going to have all, yeah. all this mucus and mm -hmm. right. All the things that like I Bloating. heard when I was in, yeah, totally. You know, I, I was taught these things in nutrition school and, and then I was like, but this is how it's always been. Like, yeah. why are we not being taught? this sort of ancestral living and ancestral eating, like the way it naturally has always been, mm -hmm. how people have always nourished themselves. And, you know, we've gotten so far away from this. And so we started to reintroduce raw milk. I did not break out. I did not have crazy mucus. I did not have all these digestive issues yeah. or running I'm to the curious. bathroom. I don't know if I've ever had raw. Well, so I was born in Ukraine and I know mm -hmm. like my grandma had a farm and my mom, according to my mom, like, she had goats, so she would always milk goats, and we would just drink like goat milk and all that. Yeah. But like I was three and under, so I don't remember. But how does raw milk taste like? Like, what does it taste like? Like, if you were it, to compare, does it taste like milk? It tastes like milk. Okay. Yeah. So is it, it like sweeter, like soury, more? Like, I was always curious because, like, we can't get it here. Like, I live in right. Ohio. And unless yeah. like we did some like illegal talking to the farmer and slipping him 20s, totally. like, yes. I don't know, like we can't get it. And so like, I've yeah. never tried it. I've always been curious, like what it actually tastes like. So it is illegal here in Canada yeah. and it is very under the table and it's yeah. so crazy how challenging it is, right? it is just to like, get. It's freaking so raw milk. Yeah. It's so like, ridiculous. I get the whole like sanitation and pet, like I used to be a health inspector, so I get it. But yep. then the risk of that is so minimal that like yes. the health benefits of raw milk, considering our hormone, like antibiotic laden milk that they just sell everywhere. It's like, how did we get to that place? 
Totally. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's very under the radar here. And so we've just, you know, we actually have a friend who brings it to us. So every week and then, and we have like raw cream cheese and oh my God, it's so delicious. Yeah. Raw cream cheese goat milk, and then also cow milk. And so kind of, it, it varies from week to week and it totally tastes like just, it tastes like regular milk and there's more fat in it. So mm. there's yeah. like a bigger layer of like the cream and like the yeah, fat that yeah. actually sits on top. So the texture is definitely like a lot creamier, but you can actually, you know, take your jug of raw milk and put it in the fridge and the cream will rise to the mm-hmm. top. And then you can scoop all that out and you can make homemade butter out of it. Yeah. So yeah, it is delicious. And if anybody is listening to this and thinking of reintroducing it, then, you know, go start small. But I also want to be clear that just because this is where I'm at with my journey and I reintroduced raw dairy and whatnot, like does not mean this is what you need to do. Again, this is like why I've created Naturally Nourished is because yes, I'm sharing my journey and I really want to open up people's minds to the natural way of really living and being that we've just gone so far away from and how we've complicated so much and the food toxins and just so much that's going on in our food system and really peeling it all back so that we could really eat and live simply that we've just seemed to forgotten about. So just because I'm at this stage does not mean that everybody else needs to. And I know that there's a lot of women too, who have like lactose issues, Mm -hmm. And oftentimes I've seen it time and time again, when women start to, and just not just anybody in general, when they start to reintroduce raw dairy and go slowly, they actually can better tolerate it. And so even maybe goat dairy might be like a better option to start with, but yeah, I've definitely seen it time and time again, where people can actually start to tolerate that. So yeah. And then, you know, just like polyunsaturated fats, these very, these fats that are just like our vegetable oils and seed oils, like they are everywhere and they're in so many products and everything. They are literally everything everything. that's packaged. I can guarantee you anything that's in a package that's like a get, unless it's some kind of well-known brand that is totally anti like primal kitchen, right? Or those types of brands. Everything else you can guarantee there's some type of polyunsaturated Absolutely. Fat and they are highly toxic, highly unstable fats. And so, you know, this is another thing of just looking at all these products that were deemed healthy and mm-hmm. even, you know, paleo or AIP or whatever it was and thinking that I'm doing the right thing. But then you read the ingredients and really break it down. And it's like, there's some not so great ingredients in here. And so- yeah. Yeah, I just started to question and really peel back the layers and was like, what would it be like to just let go of like all that I've been caught up in in this world of like diet culture and just like let all of that go and just trust what I have grown up with around food and like what my ancestors ate and just like really trust in that. What would that look like? And so that's kind of how that was a really long winded answer. But yeah, that's no, how that was great. <laughs> started. So why do you think we've become so into just like in this culture of dieting like in we're so in it like I know I'll share my opinion of why and I'm just curious what yours is but I feel like like with the information overload and everything we're just so inundated with everything but I feel like we've all become so obsessed with finding this perfect ideal way to to lose weight to get healthy to be and there is no and then we keep on going further and further from our roots yeah and like the ancestral way and the natural way but like I will tell you right now it's like this thing the cell phone like even for me 
it, when I, and I'm like, I do this for a living. And I was telling Sam before we got on where I will go on Instagram and just like, I literally could go on my explore page right now and just scroll. And I will find 10 different people telling me to like, literally, okay. Vegan probe right here. Vegan protein cheat sheet, carnivore, do this for abs. Low carb is the way cardio versus dieting keto, mm-hmm. not keto. Vegan, not, like literally everybody yeah. in your face best foods. Don't eat fruit, eat fruits. Nobody will get fat off of fruit. Everybody gets fat off of fruit. And then it's this nonstop all day, every day. And it's everywhere. And so most of us are on social media. We see it all the time. We see it in the news. We see it in articles. It's in our faces. And we just like are pulled in all these different directions. And then we're like, okay, fine. Okay. That person sounds legit. They have six pack abs. I must trust them. You know, it's like there's this new wave of male. I don't know if you've noticed the new wave of shirtless male fitness. No. (laughs) Oh my God. I guess you're so much better at like monitoring (laughs) your social media than I am. But I'm also like obsessed with TikTok. It's like my free comedy and, you know, the whole like liver king and all that movement. Like it just seems like every male influencer is like always shirtless on social media now. Right. And they're always sharing, you know, their fitness and health advice that works for, you know, men men, not women. And I think that it's just, there's so much confusion, so much noise. Mm -hmm. And so we as consumers, as people that are just trying to get healthy, we're like, okay, well, it seems like it works for them. Let me try that. And then we tried that and then it stops working. And they're like, okay, let me go to the next thing. Let me try that. And it stops working. It's like onto the next. And then the more we go on to the next, the further we go from trusting ourselves and our bodies. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Honestly, even me, like learning all this and teaching. And I'm like, I don't even know what to believe anymore. What are your thoughts? Why do you think that we've gone so far away from our naturally nourished roots? Totally. I mean, well, you definitely nailed it. And I would totally agree with you that we are just so inundated with information and with the rise of social media. It's so easy just right at our fingertips to open up an app and be overwhelmed and inundated with the next fad, the next diet, the next supplement, the next protocol, the next detox, all of the things, right? So it's challenging to kind of filter through it all, especially when like you don't know what you don't know. You know, it's it's challenging to filter through it all. So it would be really healthy to set some boundaries in place for sure. And I don't just mean you. (laughs) Oh, I know. And I do. And I do. But sometimes I get like trapped and I'm like, totally just like my finger is like automatically scrolling. And then I have to, you know, I have this trigger now where I set up where I like tell myself scroll. So it like activates my brain to like, oh, you're scrolling, get off. But it's like, does it like I can even just log on and it's like in my face everywhere. So I can imagine someone that is completely clueless about nutrition and health, they're seeing all that and how confused they are. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, it's information overload. And so where we go from here is, I mean, boundaries are going to be really important. But I think it's really important to just ask yourself, like, how many diets have you been on? How many times have you, you know, jump from protocol to protocol and basically just chasing symptoms. Like, you know, we're recording this at the end of of 2022. So we're coming up to a new year. And I think it's really important for women to just sit with themselves and ask themselves, like how many times 
am I repeating the same freaking cycle? It's the definition of insanity. Exactly. Right. Like how many years have you been constantly saying to yourself that like, I'm not getting better, you know, all the weight, oh, my moods, oh, my sleep, oh, my cycle. Like how long has that conversation just been going on? Right. Mm-hmm. And you're just constantly chasing symptoms. Yeah. And the so next thing, it, the next, it's the new, next yes. shiny diet protocol, way of eating, detox, cleanse, anything. Totally. And so listen, I don't want to undermine, there's a ton of great coaches and practitioners mm-hmm. out there for yeah. sure. And, and we're one of them. And yeah, right, right, absolutely. And so what's important is that all of these diets that are out there, they actually all work. Mm -hmm. Truth bomb. They all work. They all work. What matters is you stay committed and follow the course. And then you, exactly, you have to think about the sustainability and the long term. Like, can you actually stay on this forever? Mm -hmm. So Sure, carnivore is great, but maybe it's great temporarily mm-hmm. while you reduce inflammation, work on gut health, yeah. and then Feel your gut, it's great for right? that. Yeah. It's the same thing you went through with keto, right? Mm-hmm. Keto yeah. is great. It can be an amazing tool to help you with your sugar and like support your cravings, help with weight loss. Great. And then let's get into carb cycling so that yeah. we could actually learn how to use carbs to fuel our body and utilize that glucose because your thyroid needs that glucose. Mm-hmm. So it's all about finding something that you can personally commit to long-term and have sustainability with it. And I mean, ultimately that that's really what it comes down to. And so they all work is just, are you dedicated? Are you going to stick it through? Or are you going to go and three weeks in be like, the weight's not coming off. I still have these symptoms onto the next thing. Yeah. And just year after year after year, we're just repeating this cycle. And then this is where we now lose trust with ourselves. We just don't even know how to tune in and listen to what our body is telling us, which most of the time it's actually trying to tell us, slow down, listen to me. Right. Yeah. Just right? feed slow me. down. Exactly. Me real food and, and call right. me pretty. And love me. <laughs> just love me. Absolutely. So I think that, yeah, it's, I can go on and on about this. Yeah. So you mentioned something and like all of this is kind of in a root of metabolic health, which, you know, you mentioned this, like as women, we kind of neglect that. So what does that mean? What is metabolic health and and why is it the foundation for, for everything really for what we're looking for? Absolutely. So when we speak about metabolism, I think it's so easy for a lot of women to instantly think of like weight gain or weight loss, because that's what we've been taught over the years when we think of metabolism or we, we, as we get older or get into our menopausal years, we're like, oh, my metabolism slowed down. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's partly very partly true mm-hmm. because yes, your hormones will fluctuate and change as you age 100% and you know, your period and all of that. And it will impact it, not for everybody, but it can impact weight 100%. But metabolism means so much more than weight gain. Metabolism is your digestion, is your fertility and reproduction, is growth and repair in the body, hair, skin, nails. Your metabolism is so much more beyond your just weight gain. And 
your thyroid is really your metabolic igniter. Your Master thyroid the metabolism. Absolutely. The queen and so of the metabolism. <laughs> 100%. And so when we are dealing with sluggish digestion and constipation and fertility issues and cycle changes and weight gain and inflammation and bloating and sleep issues, that's metabolism. Yeah. That is metabolism. And so what we're doing is we are trying to take the supplement to help with our sleep, take mm -hmm. the supplement to help with our PMS, right? Take the supplement to help with our acne. What's the de bloat supplement that I can take today? Yeah. We're trying to chase these symptoms with the supplement when we actually have to get to the root of it. And if you look at metabolic health, which encompasses your thyroid, when you start to heal that, you start to heal everything else. Yeah. And so eating in a way that's going to support that metabolic rate and living in a way that's going to support that metabolic rate. That's where we need to focus. And we're getting so far away from that because again, we're just trying to chase symptoms with, you know, a pill or a quick fix. Yeah. And so I feel like you're uh, preaching to me. I feel scolded. <laughs> I feel like I should go in the corner. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, you're so spot on. And like, I need this reminder every day because I feel like I've gotten so past like the supplements that I've been taking, like my have a whole drawer of supplements for everything in the world. And I know right. my issues like chronic stress, right? And a lot of women that are listening are in my same boat, but we're like, oh, I don't have time to deal with that stress. I'll just take a supplement or I'll do this thing or that thing. And so that's why yeah. like one of the reasons I joined your program. So to kind of wrap up, like, can you share about what it is and and what it kind of what entails? What are the different different sections that you cover and all that? Because I think it's like as much as I know a lot about nutrition and health and I have my own programs, I feel like what I was missing and a lot of other women are missing is this natural approach to kind of get back into our ancestral ways of being yes. like in tuning to our bodies and just simple things like our rhythms, our circadian and our incadian rhythms and grounding yeah. and all these like little things that like I don't pay attention because I'm so focused, like I said, you know, the nutrition and the exercise and the supplements yeah. that I'm like, oh, there's a whole new world. And I feel like naturally nourished encompasses all of it. So tell us about the program, what it is, what's inside and where we can get it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm so thankful that you are a member in the program. It really means a lot. And I also just want to be really clear that like, I so commend you as a practitioner and a coach yourself that you recognize where you need support because it's the same for me. And I've hired numerous practitioners and coaches over the years. I know all the things about autoimmune Hashimoto's and thyroid health, but we often can't see our own blind spots. Yeah. And it was really important for me to have somebody on the outside looking in to support me and provide yeah. me accountability and to highlight things that maybe I was missing. So I think that that's really important. Like it just actually makes you an even better coach and a practitioner because you recognize the importance of investing in yourself and learning. And that's what evolving is, right? Yeah we evolve. And so I really commend you for that. So Naturally Nourished, it is basically a program that is helping women really heal their hormones and restore their metabolism by connecting to their female physiology. So I wanted to provide this entire blueprint to help women with metabolic and hormone restoration. And so when we talk about pro-metabolic, it's 
eating in a way to optimize metabolism. So we talk about what it means to actually eat all macronutrients, proteins, fats, and carbohydrates, and not fear those carbohydrates. Because like I mentioned earlier, you need that glucose and the fructose from fruit to actually fuel your thyroid. Like that's actually really important. So when so many people talk about how bad cravings are and that we shouldn't be having cravings and just, you know, drink more water if you're craving sugar or something like Mm -hmm. that. It's like, actually, what would happen if we just tuned into the craving? Because maybe you're craving salt because your adrenals are depleted. So you actually maybe need more sodium. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you are actually craving that sugar because you really do need some sugar. And I don't mean go and eat the cake or the donut. I mean, have a whole food form of sugar to get that glucose because maybe you've deprived yourself for so long that your brain actually needs it, that your thyroid needs it for hormone conversion. So it's really tuning into those symptoms and what your symptoms are telling you. So when you enroll in the program, you get access to the member area. The first place you start is with going through the pro-metabolic foundations and understanding what metabolism is and the basically the first initial steps that you can start taking and the questions you can start asking yourself and things you might want to transition in your diet. And then I basically teach women all about like metabolism and thyroid health, thyroid testing and nutrients. We dive into adrenal health and how stress starts to impact the thyroid and depletes us of nutrients. There's an entire module on tracking your temperature and your pulse. I'm very excited about that one, by the way. I like have the adrenal one and then I've never like heard of that. Like, well, Mm -hmm. I've heard of it a while ago, but I've never done it. And I'm so excited because I'm like, that will also kind of tell me where I'm at in my thyroid and metabolism, a more kind of based on my body. So I'm like, I can't wait to like order the thermometer and actually try yeah. it out. Super cool. It's really amazing. Yeah. We're basically learning how to use these objective measures to track what our body is telling us. So your temperature and your pulse tell you so much about mm-hmm. the health of your thyroid, adrenals, blood sugar. So mm-hmm. there's an entire module and a guide that supports women in, you know, learning how to track all of that. Then there's kind of the the phase one protocol, basically that outlines all the steps for you to get started with. And, you know, I always like when I was creating the program, I had a hard time with like using the word diet or using the word protocol because it's, that's not what I'm trying to do. But I mean, it's a way of eating. Diet is like a way of eating. It's not like you're saying being on a specific diet. It's just a way of eating naturally nourished, you know? So like, yes. Yeah. I was just number one. It's like, I'm trying to use language that women relate with. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, like, I really want women to know that this isn't a program just to like go on a protocol and come off of. Yeah. This is like lifelong. This is the way of being lifelong. This stuff doesn't change. So it's connecting to that innate wisdom. And I'm just really excited for it. So for anybody that wants to take a dive into this journey and truly stop chasing the next five pounds and, you know, the the symptom chasers, you can join me at holisticwellness.ca forward slash naturally nourished. Awesome. And we'll put that in the show notes. Like I said, I'm in the program. I love it. I think it's fabulous. And you should definitely get on it because are you still, is it still founding? Yes. We're still offering a founding members price. So yeah, yeah, she's doing a founding members promo right now. So get in now. All right. Where (laughs) else can we find you? What are your social media handles? And and tell us about your podcast real quick. 
And we'll yeah, put everything awesome. in the show notes too. Oh, for sure. So you can connect with me on Instagram. I do love hanging out there at Holistic Wellness Witch. And then my podcast is Wellness Witch. So there's an episode every single week. And that's pretty much where you can find me and connect with me. Nice. All right. Thank you so much, Sam, for coming on. I love this conversation. We could probably talk for another hour, but we'll have to have you come back on so we can do a part two of things because this is such a great conversation to have with women. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave me a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends on social media. Don't forget to tag me at BSB Tribe. If you want even more resources, make sure to go to www.bsbtribe.com and head on over to a private community on Facebook, Fit Mom Squad, so that you can get connected with other moms who are crushing their health goals. I can't wait to see you on the inside. Until next time, keep focused on your goals, mama.